state of mankind. How much do you know? Excerpts from how the specter of communism is ruling our world. 119. Marx did not use the concept of globalization in his writings, but instead used the term world history, which has very close connotations. In the Communist Manifesto, Marx claimed that the global expansion of capitalism would inevitably produce a huge proletariat, and then a proletarian revolution would sweep the globe, overthrowing capitalism and achieving the paradise of communism. Marx wrote, the proletariat can thus only exist world historically, just as communism, its activity, can only have a world historical existence. That is to say, the realization of communism depends on the proletariat taking joint actions around the world, the communist revolution must be a global movement. Although Lenin later modified Marx's doctrine and proposed that the revolution could be initiated in capitalism's weak link, Russia, the communists never gave up the goal of world revolution. In 1919, the Soviet communists couldn't wait to establish the Communist International in Moscow, with branches spread over more than 60 countries. Lenin said that the goal of the Communist International was to establish the World Soviet Republic. The American thinker G. Edward Griffin summed up the five goals of the communist global revolution proposed by Stalin in the book Marxism and Ethnicities. Confuse, disorganize, and destroy the forces of capitalism around the world. Bring all nations together into a single world system of economy. Force the advanced countries to pour prolonged financial aid into the underdeveloped countries. Divide the world into regional groups as a transitional stage to total world government. Populations will more readily abandon their national loyalties to a vague regional loyalty than they will for a world authority. Later, the regionals such as the present NATO, CETO, and the Organization of American States can be brought all the way into a single world dictatorship of the proletariat. William Z. Foster, the former national chairman of the American Communist Party, wrote, A communist world will be a unified, organized world. The economic system will be one great organization, based upon the principle of planning now dawning in the USSR. The American Soviet government will be an important section in this world government. From Marx, Lenin, Stalin, and Foster to the community of human destiny proposed by the Chinese Communist Party, we can clearly see that communism is not satisfied with having power in a few countries. The ideology of communism from beginning to end includes the ambition of conquering all mankind. The proletarian world revolution predicted by Marx did not take place. What he thought was a desperate and dying capitalism was instead triumphant, prosperous, and flourishing. With the collapse of the Soviet and Eastern European communist camps, leaving only the Chinese Communist Party and a few other regimes, communism seemed to face its demise. This was ostensibly a victory for the free world. But while the West believed that communism would be swept into the rubbish heap of history, the trend of socialism, the primary stage of communism, was flourishing. The communist ghost is not dead. It hides behind various doctrines and movements as it corrodes, infiltrates, and expands communist ideology into every corner of the free world. Is this accidental? Of course not. Globalization seems to be a process of natural formation, but the role of communism is becoming more and more obvious in its evolution. Communism has become one of the guiding ideologies of globalization. After the Second World War, the left-wing forces in European countries continued to grow. The Socialist International that advocated democratic socialism included political parties from more than 100 countries. These parties were in power in various countries and even spread across most of Europe. In this context, a high level of welfare, 
high taxes, and nationalization affected Europe as a whole. Globalization has hollowed out U.S. industry, shrunk the middle class, caused stagnant incomes, polarized the rich and the poor, and driven rifts through society. These have greatly promoted the growth of the left and socialism in the United States, shifting the global political spectrum sharply left in the last decade or so. Left-wing forces around the world claim that globalization has caused income inequality and polarization between the rich and the poor. Alongside these arguments, anti-globalization sentiment has grown rapidly, becoming a new force that resists capitalism and calls for socialism. After the Cold War, communist ideas infiltrated economic globalization, with the goal that there would be no pure national economy, and the sovereignty of each country's national economic foundations would be undermined. The purpose was to fully mobilize human greed, while Western financial powers shifted wealth, wealth accumulated by society over several hundred years, to quickly enrich the Chinese Communist Party. The CCP then used the wealth it rapidly amassed to morally bind up other countries and drag them down. As the head of the communist forces in the world today, the CCP is constantly strengthening its economic growth while injecting a dose of strength into the left-wing and communist parties around the world. The CCP has used totalitarian rule to undermine the rules of world trade and has used the enrichment it gained from global capitalism to strengthen socialism. The CCP's economic strength has also spurred forward its political and military ambitions, as it attempts to export the communist model throughout the world. From a global perspective, both the anti-globalization leftists and the CCP, which has benefited from globalization, have risen in the name of globalization. In fact, the status quo of today's world is very close to the goal that Stalin proposed in the past. From Chapter 17, Globalization, Communism at its Core